In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. The Golf Show with Brian Katrick. He's been the talk of the course today with his huge drives. And Ollie Dean. I really am rugged with him. It's early Sunday morning. The sun is coming up. I'm on the tee at 7. I'm here to try my luck. They say this game's a tough one, but I'll give it my best shot. Though the bunkers look like beaches and the greens like parking lots. Oh, Lord. Big match coming up, though. going to be me and the caddy. What am I going to do? Why don't you try him a little left? And why don't you try him back and give me just a little room? Help me keep my head down. Save me from those double bogey blues. Golf requires goofy pants and a fat ass. You know, you don't deserve any credit hitting the ball with that swing of yours. Try to hit one with my It looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole. Save me from the double bogey blue. Oh, we welcome you to a Sunday morning, rainy, cold, wet. I've had enough about. I've had enough of the rain. We're back. We're back into our rainy Sunday pattern. It is the golf show on the fan. Six eighty ninety three seven FM. I'm Brian Katrick. Friends at Fairway Social would love to tell you that this is a perfect day to be at Fairway Social. I I'm the weather optimist in our group. And I looked, even I had problems with this one. I looked at the hourly and saw a uh, 100% chance of rain at 9 a.m. Now, 9 a.m. doesn't bother me because, you know, doing this show, we usually play around noon. Uh, 96% chance of rain (laughs) at noon. So that's not so good. Probably not playing any golf today. And while during football season, that's okay. You know, I'll just do something else. No big deal. Well, I don't know what to do today. You know, we got golf. That's the good news. But Daniel Berger is trying to walk away with the Honda Classic. Six-shot lead. Lives there. I was on with the uh, with the locker room guys earlier this week. Uh, the Honda Classic is the beginning of the Florida swing. We just got done with the West Coast. And Daniel Berger is one of a handful of guys that live down in the area down there in the Jupiter, West Palm Beach area that actually is playing this week. Uh, there were a few years when when this was the spot. You would have this, and it would go back-to-back with, with the Doral event. The Doral event was a World Golf Championship event. And, uh, you know, the West Coast Swing, it was all right. But Riviera, you were playing for the golf course at the time. So... Just an ebb and flow to the scheduling. These guys don't have to play every week, and it's odd that they uh, that they wouldn't all be playing this week. Riviera has since, 
you know, tig- the Tiger Group has taken over. There's an added exemption. There's a bigger purse. I think you get you get three years now for winning. So that event takes on a little bit more prestige. This year, the weather was great. Uh, there's no World Golf Championship event next week. As a matter of fact, next week, uh, they're playing Bay Hill. So just the tournament organizers have done a great job of figuring out exactly what these players want and changing and adapting to what it is they want. And every event is just so much better than it was 15 years ago, and they all become hard events to skip. And so the fact that these guys live there, I mean, Rory lives in town, Justin Thomas lives in town, DJ Brooks, uh, Brooks is playing, Daniel Berger's playing, uh, Tiger lives in town. I think he'd play if he could. He has played in the past. Uh, a ton of guys that you've never heard of that aren't household names also live in town, uh, but they're not They're not in. Last week, we had 10 of the top 10 in the world playing at Riviera. I don't think we have any of the top. I think we have, I know it's, I think we have two. I forgot. It's, uh, it's been a long week. And the focus has not been on the Honda Classic. I mean, these guys control their own schedules. The reference I tried to give on the locker room, I don't know if they, if it made any sense, is, look, if, you, uh, if you're a tour player, you get to pick your own schedule. There's a minimum number of events you need to play. And, of course, you're trying to get enough money and points to stay exempt for next season. But if you're winning stuff, then, you know, you just, you just have to hit the minimum, which is 15 but so if there's an event you just don't like, hey, if I, I really hate golf course X and city X. Well, I'm not going to that event. You don't have to. If you if you hated playing at Lambeau Field in December, you can skip it. You know, I'll play there in October, but I'm not playing there in December. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. We don't really have a parallel like this in other sports. Uh, but one of the hometown favorites... Daniel Berger is walking away with it right now, and uh, a lot of fun. The the background story quickly on Daniel Berger is that uh, he wasn't sure he was going to even play golf growing up. His dad was uh, was a big week. I believe he was even the president of the USTA, the Tennis Association. He played some uh, some high level tennis. I believe he played in the U.S. Open. Probably played in in several other Grand Slam events. Uh, and Daniel was a pretty good tennis player coming up. And just for whatever reason, took a shine to golf. Went over and played at Florida State with uh, Chase Seifert and Brooks Kepka. And uh, now he's a multiple PGA Tour winner, and he might be adding one more this week. So uh, that's the story on Daniel Berger down there. Next week, as we mentioned, Bay Hill. Bryson says he's coming back to Bay Hill. He's been battling injuries. Phil, who has won there, is apparently not coming back to Bay Hill. This has been the week of Phil Mickelson. And I'm going to try to give you as many answers as I have. Unfortunately, we're still going to have more questions than answers. You've heard Ollie and I. Ollie's on assignment this week. He's visiting some friends in North Carolina, and he deserves the break. And, you know, other than witty banter between the two of us, Neither one of us. You know, it's not like Ollie would have more answers in this particular case than I would. Uh, neither one of us really has this. It just goes back to the stuff we've been we've been talking about. Derek's been chiming in on it as well about this as yet unannounced Saudi golf league. I keep saying it like that because 
you know, I've I've worked with Greg Norman. I I would consider Greg Norman a friend at this point. Not we're not we're not besties. But I know the guy, and out of respect, we I know the project that he's intending to to launch here, and I'm going to do him the respect of not jumping ahead, and we're going to let him go at his own pace. So we've been waiting. Ollie's been waiting. I've been waiting. My partner on SiriusXM, John McGinnis, same way. We've been waiting. Let Greg announce his tour. And he hasn't announced his tour. There's been a lot going on behind the scenes. Well, as the, the intensity ramped up and enough started going on behind the scenes, well, now you got you got players... Players getting involved, agents getting involved, sponsors getting involved, and and leaks have started to happen. And that's what that's why you're seeing this story the way the story is going now. And and the latest iteration with Phil is it's at least half something that Ollie told you was coming. And that was if you're not gonna play on the PGA tour, all of your sponsorship deals, this is going to get really hard to keep this a secret. This was a problem that Greg was going to have. Let's just use Phil as an example since he's the example uh, right now. He's, he's the one everybody's talking about. Phil had KPMG on his hat. He had Callaway on his bag. KPMG signed on his hat because he's going to play 20 PGA Tour events or whatever it was. They have a contract. He's going to give them a couple of days, a couple of Mondays, where he's going to show up at whatever golf course they wanted him or speak at whatever conference they wanted him. They hired him, but that hat deal, that logo on the visor was worth money because he told them here's where he's going to play. And they have this metric with how much television time and how much media exposure and you get all that. I don't know what it is, but you understand that's why that logo was on his hat. If you're not going to play in the PGA Tour events that we thought you were going to play in, then our deal, we have to start over. You have to at least let us out of the deal that we signed. The Lakers have, what, Wish on their jerseys? It's a it's a website. It's like an eBay type of website. They are, some of our golf guys were talking about it. By the way, the guys from GolfClubBrokers.com are our guests this week. The Ray Judice interview of the month. Uh, they'll keep you from having to go over to, to eBay to get stuff. They'll, they'll, they've got some great used clubs. Nonetheless, if the Lakers decided they're not playing in the NBA anymore, that wish deal goes away. So Phil, clearly working now behind the scenes on this league that is still not announced. If you're not going to play in the league we signed you to play for, we at least have to renegotiate. Now, that's the very kind and nice, sweet way of looking at what happened to Phil this week. The rest of it is he does a conversation, has a conversation with a smarmy writer. I'm not a fan of Alan Shipnuck. He's a great writer. He's at least good. I'm not a great judge of these sorts of things. But he's entertaining. But he's always leaned toward the gossipy, tabloidy side of the game. It's never been my favorite type of stuff to read. I'm not holier than thou. I just usually know who he's writing about and can see the mistakes that he's making. And then I hear from the people that he's writing about. And the the conversation is always, can you believe he's getting away with this? So that's why I don't wind up enjoying him. If you don't know these folks, that's fine. It's actually better. Then you can just sit back and enjoy the stories. We love the stories. We love the gossip. Well, I, you know, I, I love the gossip as much as the next guy, unless I know the guy involved. 
which I did in the case of Rich Beam, and that was one of one of Allen's ta- uh, targets. I did in the case of Colt Nost. That's another one of Allen's targets. In this case, Phil is one of his targets. So they have a conversation back in November. Phil says it's off the record. Allen says it's on the record. Um, all right. Allen has had a very – he came on with Michael Breed earlier this week. He gave a terrible explanation for why he decided the conversation was on the record. But I'm not a writer. To uh, to the layman, he just said, well, Phil didn't tell me it was off the record, and I, I would never assume that a conversation was off the record. I'm, I'm doing a biography on you. If you call me to talk to me and you know I'm doing a, bi- a biography on you, you better assume the conversation's on the record. And Phil never said it was off. Okay, Alan, if you say so. I would be in Phil's camp there simply because nobody's ever done a biography about me, and I don't know the rules. That's crap, and I'm not in Phil's camp. Yeah, okay. There's Derek, who is not a Phil fan. So in, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe those are the rules, but you can't expect guys that aren't writers to know that. It would be nice, and I talked to plenty of writers this week, two that I know and trust very much, and I said to them, which, you know, because my point is we're never going to find out. This is, this is never going to find out. It's never going to come out in a lawsuit. We're never going to find out if this was on or off the record. So I said, what, uh, you know, what do you think? Who is right here? Uh, here's here's one, one of the responses I got. This is from an unnamed writer. Quote, I think Phil assumed it was off the record but never officially said it. Shipnuck knew exactly what he was doing. If that's me, I'd say here's what you told me, and I just want to confirm I can use this. Shipnuck didn't do that. He just used it. Technically, he's probably ethically right, but maybe morally wrong. End quote. That's from a veteran writer who has actually worked with this clown in the past. Uh, all right. So, look, you got Phil. Phil makes a mistake. Look, if the, guy, if the guy drops one of his cards on the floor and you see what it is, that's, your, that's not your fault. That's his fault. And that's what happened here. In that conversation, Phil says, hey. I know we're getting in bed with the Saudis, and I know these are these are bad people. He actually uses an expletive to describe them. It's a conversation from back in November. And, and he even goes so far as to lay out some of their transgressions. They have a terrible human rights record. They have killed people for being gay. They killed that writer. He may have named him, he may not have. Then he says, but I'm willing to... I don't want to misquote it, and I don't have it in front of me. The point was is that he's willing to work with them or at least use that group as leverage to change the PGA Tour. It still fills contention that the players aren't getting the best deal they can from the PGA Tour. He may be right about that. And, oh, by the way, using any competing tour as leverage is going to and has already worked. The problem is, you said that this group that has a terrible human rights record, you're willing to use them for leverage. And the, the, the political correct police have jumped up and swallowed Phil up. I told you KPMG dropped him. Maybe it's because he wasn't playing in PGA Tour events. Maybe it's because he became top, toxic because of this. As we all know... What's fascinating to me about this is that this is Phil Mickelson. 
one of the most popular players on the PGA Tour. He has the public more than Tiger has the public. He doesn't have the locker room because he was not a nice person when he first came out. He was very cocky. He won as an amateur coming out of Arizona State. He'd won the U.S. Amateur. He'd won the Haskins Award. I think he even won the Haskins multiple times. But he was, you know, he was full of himself as a younger player. He's apparently mellowed. I didn't know him then. I wouldn't tell you I know him now. I don't have his phone number. Met him, had plenty of... Every, every interaction I've ever had with Phil was very pleasant. But guys that knew him in the locker room back in 1991 will tell you that wasn't the case. All right, fair enough. But he had the public. But this week the public turned on him. And one of the reasons why they turned on him is they were told to turn on him. I'm not sure why KPMG and Callaway pulled pulled off of him. I told you one reason that is enough. The deal they wrote isn't valid anymore. He's not going to play on the PGA Tour, at least in the short term. He is trying to play on this other tour. He has said as much now to Alan Shipnuck, apparently publicly. One of Shipnuck's other allegations is that one of the other things that Phil apparently told him was, hey, Phil and two other players hired an attorney to actually write the bylaws for this new tour. It doesn't matter what the PGA Tour does discipline-wise. This is a guy that's clearly not committed to playing the PGA Tour anymore. He wants to play the new place. Or at least he wants the new place to get started so the PGA Tour becomes a bigger deal. There are rumors that he has left the tour. There are rumors that the tour has left him. Now, the PGA Tour, that that he is being disciplined. We're not going to know. If Phil Mickelson has been suspended from the PGA Tour, we're not going to know. If he's been kicked off the PGA Tour, we're not going to know, unless he tells us. But if any of that happened, you're going to lose sponsors over it. So it was, to me, enough that he lost the sponsors for that reason. Others, it wasn't. Look, I'm with you. That place has got a, got a bad human rights record. I'm talking about Saudi Arabia. That's, it's not great. Their, their history. Neither is ours. And I'm not going to try to preach to you on Sunday morning. There's plenty of better folks that are going to do a lot of preaching here in the next couple hours in this city. Don't listen to me about this. But you can go ahead and look down at the logo on your shoes. Where were they made? Everybody getting full wage and full benefits for making those shoes? You know where I'm going with this. We don't want to evaluate our lives the way we're asking Phil to evaluate his life. Don't pretend you're holier than now. You're not. You could say you didn't like the way he said what he said. That's fair. But canceling Phil over this seems excessive. Suspending Phil for recruiting PGA Tour players while being on the PGA Tour, that's fine. That makes perfect sense. You told a writer, of all people, you told the wrong writer that you hired an attorney to help draft the player agreement to take down the PGA Tour. That's probably not something you wanted the PGA Tour to hear. Okay, so discipline was coming. But there's a whole lot of folks that have gone a whole lot farther than this with Phil Mickelson, and I just don't think it's justified. There's somebody out there that's living an absolutely pure life and has never done any business with anybody that's ever done anything wrong. But I haven't met that person. And it ain't anybody that's protesting Phil, because I promise you that person doesn't have Twitter. So it's been a rough week for Phil. 
will we see Phil on the PGA Tour again? That's the question. It's not when, it's if. It's, it feels like we have to, right? But look at where Phil is. He's 51 years old. He is the reigning PGA champion. Here's the better question, the more imminent question. The PGA Tour, again, has never, they don't, they don't publicize discipline. But we have been led to believe, they keep that all in-house. They, they told Phil, whatever, whatever Phil's discipline is, if he's gotten any, they told him what it was. And our tour players here in town probably know what it is. I do not know what it is, and if I did, I wouldn't tell you anyway. But I don't know. We have been led to believe that over the years, the groups that run the major championships have honored PGA Tour suspensions. That is the accepted view of, of a PGA Tour suspension. Can't tell you any specific examples because we don't always know. Uh, and I would just be reckless to throw things out there. But the word is Phil is being disciplined here. Well, guess what's being played about a month from now? The Masters. Is Phil going to be able to play in the Masters? He's a lifetime invitee as a, as a past champion. Is he going to be able to play in the Masters? The Augusta National Golf Club, thank you, Derek. The Augusta National Golf Club invited him, gave him the full invitation when he won the golf tournament. As a past champion, he's invited forever now. We assumed he was going to be one of the honorary starters at one point, hitting the first tee shots. The, just, the invitations for this year's tournament went out in December. Can you uninvite him? Is that invitation subject to eligibility per the PGA Tour? Would the, would the Masters Tournament Committee, would Augusta National Golf Club stay in step with the PGA Tour? Look, if there's some scenario, there's plenty of scenarios in your head where you can imagine, well, they should. Right? Let's say Phil, Phil commits a crime. Well, then, yeah, you, you got to, you know, you can't just show up and play the Masters. That's not cool. Was this a crime? Pretty clearly it wasn't a crime. Where is this going to be? So Phil's not going to play next week at Bay Hill. Don't expect to see him at the Players' Championship. We all expect to see him at the Masters, and we don't know if we're going to or not. He said in his statement he's going to take some time away. So he's covered himself. If he doesn't want to play, he can just he can just not play. But if we don't hear something between now and then, there's going to be a lot of questions asked. Right now, there's questions asked, but no answers. All right, so there's the Phil saga. It's been a busy week <laughs> for Phil Mickelson. I wish him all the best. I don't know if the conversation was on the record or off the record. I don't know what's happening with this new tour. I don't know what I would do if my phone rang. It's not going to ring, but I don't know what I would do. And I'm pretty sure most folks don't know what they would do either. Uh, but... Some are pretending they do, and that not that always the way. When we come back, we mentioned used golf clubs. I love used golf clubs. Today is a day, with the weather the way it is, I will wind up in my garage. I will, I will touch every golf club that I own. I might re-grip half of them. I'm going to evaluate them. I'm going to step out in the rain, take some practice swings, and then if it doesn't look right, I'm going to want to replace it. Today is the day to go shopping. You've all had that club misbehave. 
Well, new clubs aren't the only way to go. They're great. If you're a club junkie, you're going to get sucked in one way or the other. Heath Fenn from GolfClubBrokers.com. You've heard their commercials here on the channel. Uh, you're going to hear him himself. And this is a big week for them as uh, they are online, but they're also in person. He's going to tell us all about it next. He is your Ray Judice Interview of the Month. It's the Golf Show on the Fan 680 and 93.7 FM. And now it's time for Who's Driving? Brought to you by Ray Judice. If you're facing DUI charges, you need a DUI lawyer who will step to the tee for you. Call Ray Cell at 404-964-4185 to schedule an appointment. Well, it's always Tiger or Bryson, right? Well, Bryson has committed as defending champion. He is on the list for this week's, this coming week's Arnold Palmer Invitational down at Bay Hill. Uh, he's been hurt. There it was. There was Bryson taking that massive swing at six. I, I For a lot of reasons, I just don't think we're going to see that. I don't, I don't want to be that guy. I'm hoping that he just comes back fully healthy. I hope he drives the green at six this time. I hope he gets that wind and he tries to knock it over and knocks it on the par five. Uh, but he's missed some time. He he played at Torrey Pines. He was hurt. He played over at the Saudi International. Didn't finish. He missed the cut at Torrey Pines. He withdrew from the Saudi. Uh, this is a wrist injury. Claims that he did it. He, he suffered a fall while playing ping pong. Look, I've, we've all been in that ping pong game. I could absolutely hurt my wrist in some ping pong games. It could also be uh, it could also be inaccurate. I hope he's healthy. That's it. I hope he's healthy. Uh, you swing that hard, these little things are going to add up. It's hard to, to heal it. We're going to wish for the best. We'll see coming up on Thursday. That's who's driving. Brought to you by Ray Judice. Joining us right now, the Ray Judice interview of the month. You've heard these guys on the uh, on the station here. Uh, one of our great sponsors, and look, it's shame on me, Heath Fenn, for, for not putting the dots together. We have a golf sponsor, and you've got to talk about him on the golf show. Plus, I'm a club junkie. junkie. It's Heath Fenn from GolfClubBrokers.com. Heath, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Well, Thanks for having excellent. Us. Let's uh, start by you telling everybody what it is you do at GolfClubBrokers.com. Yeah, so we... I sell trade golf clubs. We've got a website uh, um, that, that has a trade-in site where you can go on there and select your club and get a price for it and get a free shipping label to ship it in. Um, and then we also have a online store um, on there, and we're just about to open a retail store, just just starting this, this uh, these next couple weeks. So, Yeah, that's, that's what that's we do. The- that's the big news. We're, we're going to come back to that, to the retail store in just a second. Uh, the used club market. People have asked me, and you know, I've got great friends in the golf retail space. Uh, there's nothing better than going to a new club store and, and pulling a plastic off and, and going through that whole deal. But that's if you're really into this. If you're, if folks ask me, hey, my, my cousin wants to get into this. What's, what's the best way? Well, look, you don't need new clubs yet. And then Heath, as you know, <laughs> as you knew, as you know, once you get to that level where you get completely immersed, well, then you need lots of clubs. <laughs> you need used clubs. Absolutely. What, what brought you into this business? Uh, well, so I uh, I went to uh, Kennesaw State and I was working at Crooked Creek Golf Course during that time and played a lot of golf. 
And I started buying and selling clubs just through eBay and um, found that I actually made a little money every now and again and uh, got to play clubs and try out new clubs. And so um, decided to try it out. So I started the website in 2010 and uh, just kind of took off. And nowadays uh, the golf is very limited because I have a lot of children and a lot of other <laughs> other things going on. But I still uh, still love to get out there when I get a chance. Now that is that is great. I, I'm sure you've heard the Bob Parsons story, the founder of PXG. But I'll share the audience, and if you haven't heard it, you can hear it too. Uh, Bob Parsons started his golf company. The guy's a billionaire. Uh, he started his golf comp- club company because he said that he he was a club junkie. Also, uh, he probably bought some things off of GolfClubBrokers.com. He said that he was spending. $300,000 a year, Heath, buying golf clubs. He said if the club showed up, he had to have it. If he saw a commercial for it or an ad for it, he was buying. He bought every club that came out every time it came out. He said that was adding up to uh, $300,000 a year. And so to counter that, he started his own club company. <laughs> you see people that are that crazy? <laughs> I do. I see people all the time that uh, I've actually got a, a buddy of mine that uh, I joke with him that he's he's a putter guy. So nonstop, he's got a new putter. And, and by new putter, I mean probably a putter he's already owned at one point in the past. <laughs> yeah. But he just, he just keeps going back back to it again. And, and uh, yeah, so we, me and him have actually swapped clubs on the course before. <laughs> on the course. A mid-round trade. Yep, it's happened. Wow. So there is uh, that those are the folks that can't be helped. And I'm one of them. <laughs> so I I'm thrilled and that's that's why, you know, the, the folks that are in the retail business, they got nothing to worry about because we're still going to wind up in those stores too. <laughs> we need them. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, there's there's always a used rack there. But you just never know. I mean, I'm in a terrible place with my irons right now. I'm waiting on a set of irons that I feel like is going to change my whole world because that's what we do as golfers. Uh, but it's not here yet. And honestly, Heath, if it wasn't raining today, there would be a decent chance that I'd be getting a used set of clubs just to get me through to when the new, the new set of irons comes. Because I've tried everything else that I have, and they're no good. They're off the team. So that'd be, now, now all of a sudden I'm Billy Bean. You know, I'm, I'm making trades. <laughs> <laughs> I'll trade Giambi. You can't. You can't start Perez. I, I traded him. It's got to be Hatterberg first. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, the the used club market is uh, is great because you know you you can try different things out. You can kind of get an idea of what you like, especially like you were saying, if you're somebody who's just starting out, trying to figure it all out, and and don't want to go out and spend you know thousands of dollars on your first set. Um, you know, there's a, and, and even older, I mean, there's a lot of great older sets, uh, you know, that, to get started with. I mean, we're selling, we're, we're still selling a good number of Ping I-2s, which came out, you know, <laughs> 30-something years ago now. Um, so, that, you know, there's there's a lot, just a lot of options, and we also get a lot of newer, you know, models in. So that's the great thing about it is that, you know, every week we're getting hundreds of, of new clubs that people can come in and just check out and see if something comes in that catches their eye. Heath Fenn, our guest, owner, golfclubbrokers.com. That's the website also. And you just mentioned you're opening up a retail space. Now, this is this is where things get a little dicey. 
from from a business owner standpoint. Uh, did I used to be over at? Oh, I used to go to Old Sport Golf all the time, Heath. They were over at Spaghetti Junction. Uh, I would see the same people in there too, and I forget the gentleman that owned it. Uh, he was he was such a cool dude. He said, you know, I should I should just charge everybody. I should have a hundred dollar a month club, and for a hundred dollars a month, you can come in and you can just trade whatever you want. And and by the way, everybody would have come out ahead if they just paid this guy a hundred bucks a month. <laughs> but uh, talk to me about your retail space. What makes you decide? All right, we got to have a store. Well, we've been online for you know this last ten eleven years, and uh, we we just moved up to a place, and it's in Marble Hill, um, kind of away from uh, not. It's near Big Canoe, Bent Tree, Crystal Falls. I don't know if anybody's played up in that area, but um, oh, they have. Oh, kind yeah. of close, close to those courses, and uh, we just decided it would be it'd be good to be in the community and actually be able to, you know, see some of these people that that we're we're constantly trading with online, um, and so we're 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 opening that up. Um, we're we're kind of open now, but we're not. We haven't done a lot of uh, grand opening advertising yet, but it's open. Uh, Right now, we're doing kind of limited to Tuesday through Thursday. Ten to four is our current hours. Um, we'll probably open that up to more regular hours coming up soon here. Um, but yeah, I mean that's the that's the the deal. We just kind of wanted to be able to see some people and actually get into interacting with the community a little more. Yeah, see, I like that. I don't completely understand all those words, Heath, but I do like that. Here's what I here's what I heard, uh, because this has actually happened. My, my I don't know how many things I've bought from you guys, but I know it's at least one. I feel like there was a putter also, but I bought a set of irons, and I came up and saw it. I talked to either you or maybe I I talked to uh, I don't know who Davis. I talked to. It may have been, it may have been Davis, but I saw the zip code, and I thought. And I saw it on eBay. But these clubs are near me. Let me try to figure out what is. A, so it led me to you. Uh, so I wound up. I, I got. I get on the phone. I'm like, hey, those. Why am I buying these clubs? And let's wait for you to turn them around tomorrow. And then the shipping. And then maybe they show up. And maybe the. I'll. I could be there in 40 minutes. This can be over with in 40 minutes. And he's like, come on. <laughs> and I found that very attractive because look, I got a. I just lost money today, and I can't lose money tomorrow. <laughs> I need these clubs. I need them now. Uh, are you going to yeah, see absolutely. some of that? Do you think? Yeah, I think so for sure. Um, we've got about we've got about five thousand clubs in stock, and we are seeing. That was one of the things that kind of led us to it. We've seen people drive from Carrollton to come over and and pick up golf clubs because they just want to be able to, to touch them and, and see them before they get them. And, uh, you know, it, you know the hassle if you buy something online, especially something used that you haven't seen before and you just never know, uh, you know, whether it's going to work out or, or look exactly like you're hoping. So um, I, I do think touching it, physically touching it is a huge part of, you know, everybody because golfs, you know how it is. You put it in your hands and it just, it either feels really good or it, it just doesn't feel quite right. You know, even before you hit it, sometimes you know whether, yeah. it's, whether it looks like something you're interested in. Yeah, I'm very lucky. I got a guy that's making me wedges. I was over. I was at the PGA Tour Superstore in Scottsdale, and there was a there was a Mizuno wedge on the used rack, and it spoke to me, and I had to have it. Yeah. And and if I couldn't, if I didn't get to touch it, Heath, if I hadn't got a chance to hold it, I wouldn't have. Uh, I wouldn't have. Wouldn't have bought that. 
but it came home with me, and it has a good home now. And uh, and if I fall out of love with it, apparently I can sell it back to you. Before we let you go, the, the process, you, you guys buy clubs also. Obviously, you're in business to make money, but uh, let everybody know what they need to know about the, the process of selling their clubs back to you. Yeah, so, um, I mean, if you... If you stop by the store, we you know we'll do it right there. We'll we'll write you a check right there for your clubs. Um, if you do it online, it's uh, very convenient to just select all your clubs from the drop downs, get the get the label and ship them in, and we'll uh, send out a check the day after they arrive. And uh, you know if there's any, ever any changes or anything like that, we we let everybody know beforehand. And if they're ever not happy with any of that, we're willing to send them back, no charge for them also. Um, so it's really a convenience factor. We're, like you said, we're in business to make money. Um, but at the same time, we're, uh, you know, we, we know that we're, we're helping people um, not have those clubs sit in their garage for years on end, collecting dust. And, uh, you know, instead of, instead of getting something back out of them and putting it into something new. So that's really our business. Golfclubbrokers.com is the website we appreciate your support here on the channel appreciate your support uh you know on the station rather uh of the show as well and uh i'm a club junkie so you're going to see me up there in marble hill heath heath we appreciate your time all right thank you very much have a good day you, got, you too that's heath finn golfclubbrokers.com derek thomas said he needs to drive around a putter and i said really you need a you need a putter he's like well no, i i have one i just I don't like it. <laughs> You're not alone. <laughs> Can you ever really have enough putters? Nope. <laughs> As a matter of fact, you can't. Uh, you're absolutely right about that. Heath Fenn, your Ray Judice interview of the month. Ray just doesn't play golf. But I have a feeling, ah, you know what, I, more than I think about Ray, he's just going to buy the. He's, he's going to be more the Bob Parsons type than the, uh, than the used club type. He's just going to see it. He's going to get it. That's the way I feel about him. I, I don't know that, though. Maybe it's good that he doesn't play golf. So uh, there you go, golfclubbrokers.com. We'll take a break. We'll tell you everything else that happened in the world of golf. It's the Golf Show on the Fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Two of Atlanta's best golf experts right here on Atlanta's Golf Station. Now more of the Golf Show with Brian Katrick and Ali Dean on Atlanta's Sports Station, The Fan. All right, we wind things down here. One thing I forgot to mention with uh, with Phil, and we, we were pretty extensive about Phil Mickelson. Phil Mickelson now not the tournament host at the American Express anymore. Uh, that was that's the old Bob Hope. You may not have known that he was the tournament host, but he was. Uh, what did he? What did that mean? Well, it meant he was going to play. It meant that his charities were the benefiting charities uh i can't i can't even tell you what i think is going to happen here with phil mickelson you know phil mickelson was 41 instead of 51 i would say well we're going to see phil mickelson on the pga tour again uh, remember he won like his first three starts on pga tour champions i mean there, there was he was still playing regular tour events because he's the reigning pga champion can the reigning pga champion Really not play as the defending champion? That's going to be fascinating. I, I don't see it going that way. I, I, something's got to give. 
That's in May. Uh, perhaps he'll get some help from Greg Norman. One of the other stories, Greg Norman has uh, well, he sent a memo actually out to the entire media, and it started with, Jay, surely you jest, or maybe it was Mr. Commissioner, surely you jest. It was an open letter to Jay Monahan saying, hey, you can't ban players for playing on another tour. You don't have the legal clout. You're going to lose legal challenges. Uh, the PGA Tour feels just as strongly that they can. I feel like the PGA Tour can absolutely ban players from playing on their tour. They can't plant, ban them from playing golf, right? Phil can show up tomorrow at Dogwood and play with us at 10.20 or whatever our time is. I think we have an outing. Uh, he can't play... You know, they can't keep them from doing that, but they can keep them from showing up at their event that they're running. And I really think that's the big legal clarification. Not an attorney. Maybe we should have asked Ray Judice that. But there is no players' union in professional golf. They are all independent contractors, blissfully independent contractors. The tour can do whatever it wants to try to attract them, and I think it's done a great job to try to attract them and take care of them. However, it sure does feel like they could they could ban them also because it's not the only place in the world to go play golf. Now, if you know that's that's the slippery slope. There was a, there was a player on the PGA Tour Champions a few years back that tried to sue the tour over the fact that it was the same thing. He had turned 50 and I believe there was an injury that was involved and his exempt status ran out and his point his underlying point was the tour's policies were keeping him from making a living because the only place he could make a living in his chosen sport was on PGA Tour Champions and so if they kept him out then he couldn't go make money anywhere else and he lost because that clearly wasn't the case but you know it it got it got dicey i guess because you know the PGA Tour and people will say they're trying to protect non-exempt or they're trying to protect tax-exempt status. I, I don't know how that gets tied into this. I, I feel like the tour can suspend players. I feel like they can ban players. Greg Norman feels like they can't. I'm not sure if we're going to hear the answer to that either. <laughs> Speaking of answers, clubhouse at Oakland Hills burned down last week. And uh, sad, luckily, no one was hurt. And also, they apparently got a lot of the memorabilia out of this clubhouse. Clubhouse was over 100 years old. There's some video coming out now of the firefighters going in and, and walking out with the trophies, you know, from parts of the building that weren't on fire yet. Now the follow-up, this just doesn't make sense. This was, I'm sorry the clubhouse burned down. Glad nobody was hurt. Sorry that there was memorabilia lost. They're going to rebuild. That's good. This headline is uh, propane tanks and heater found during Oakland Hills fire investigation. Well, there was snow on the ground. Of course, there were propane tanks there and a heater. Well, you think they didn't have a heater? And by the way, if the propane tanks caused the fire, wouldn't they have blown up? Wouldn't you not have found those? I don't know. I don't have this. But the clubhouse is, uh, is, is down. They'll build another one. It's going to be awesome. Glad nobody was hurt. GSGA. Well, is this the last Sunday of the month it is? So next week we may be talking about this, but they just you, you need to know to plan. You will get more in-depth into it next week. 
their one-day series schedule is out. You hear me talking about events like, well, it used to be the Mid-Am when they didn't play it against a major championship. (laughs) But other events like the State-Am and the Match Play and all the other great events that they host, and there's a ton of them. And those are involved, you know? You got to qualify for them in multiple days. If they're not in town, you got to go travel to them. Well, they have a one-day series, and it's great. The schedule just came out. They've actually got one coming out in a month. The first one's going to be at Reunion. One day, March 22nd. That's it. Sign up and play. Whatever your handicap is, you'll play with those folks. You don't have to be the best player in the state to go play in this. I see Barnsley Resort is the next stop. That's in May. Love that. White Oak down there in Noonan. Then Eagle Watch. Eagle Watch and Arnold Palmer Design. The UGA Golf Course up in Athens. West Pines. Boy, we played West Pines a couple months ago. It was in great shape. They had finished their bunker renovation. The greens were perfect. The Georgia Section plays an event at West Pines. If you're over on the west side or even if you're not... It's right on I-20. You need to check it out. That place was in fantastic shape. And then, of course, the last one in the one-day series, the Country Club of Columbus, which is worth the drive. I play in that southeastern amateur. That's where they keep the Haskins Award and the Annika Award. So check them out at gsga.org. We'll probably have more on that next week. I sure hope we do. And there was a story about possibly Harry Higgs getting fined for pulling up his shirt at Phoenix. Whatever it is, it was worth it. <laughs> that was a that was a funny moment. All right, Daniel Berger only leads by five, so hey, maybe it will become a game down there at the Honda Classic. Enjoy your rainy Sunday, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. This morning in the Atlanta airport, No one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.